Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember all those big dreams you used to have, and then life made other plans? With a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van, it's time to bring those dreams back. Start your own business or commit to van life with a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van. Now, you could win the Mercedes-Benz Sprinter Mode 4x4 that we have. Enter the Dan Patrick Show Ultimate Camping Rig Sweepstakes. To enter, get official rules. Visit danpatrick.com or foxsportsradio.com. Have to do it by February 2nd for your chance to win. Did you know Amazon provides ways of working that fit your lifestyle? They know you value your time outside of work, juggling family, school, friends, or other activities. That's why they offer a variety of shifts that work for you. There are full-time, part-time, and even temporary opportunities that can work with your schedule with great starting pay and sign-on bonuses. If you want a career that fits and adapts to your lifestyle, head to Amazon.com apply. Amazon is a proud equal opportunity employer. Welcome 
in. I'm Doug Gottlieb, and this is All Ball. All basketball, all the time. We talk some other stuff as well. We got some great other pods coming up. I thought you would enjoy this one. Uh, John Gallagher is the head coach of the University of Hartford. Uh, he and I have been friends. My da- he was he was great to me. Knew my dad pretty well. Grinder assistant, long time in college basketball. He'll tell about kind of his story, his own personal story. Of course, he made the neighborhood a popular word or term or whatever heading into um, uh, heading into the NCAA tournament. Now they lost in their appearance in the NCAA tournament. But there's a lot more to it, right? His unique style. His uh, outgoing way, and by the way, his breakdown of how the hell Loyola Chicago thoroughly dismantled, dismembered Illinois. Wait till you hear it. You're going you're gonna to love this. Okay? John Gallagher is the head coach of the University of Hartford. They won the American East Tournament. He joins us now on the All Ball Podcast. Um, okay, so you, you, you did it, right? Not just made a tournament, but you became kind of that that coach of the term. You're like, I got to have that guy on. Now we're like 48 hours removed from the whirlwind, which is winning a conference tournament, going to the NCAA tournament, being on national TV, promoting your program. Um, what's this been like? You know, when I was a player in 96, 97, Phil Martelli did it with the first St. Joe's team. So I, was, I got to see what he did. Uh, and I just took a page out of his book. And I think it worked out well with him the next 20 years at that school. Uh, and I think you, you, when you're put in a position that we're put in as coaches, it's not about me. It's about selling the school and selling the sure. program. So any interview, I told everybody, I'm in. <laughs> and you just have to give your time and self up. And you could sleep in, you know, you could sleep in April and May, as John Rothstein says. Yeah. You could sleep later. Yeah, I, I don't, I guess I don't understand. I do know that it's just not some people's personality, right, to, to do it. But I also don't really understand how you're a basketball coach if it's not part of your personality. That That's, that's the one, right, like, well, you know, some guys, they just don't like the camera. They just don't like, well, what do you think your job is with your recruiting to sell or with your players to sell them on the ideas that you're coaching them? And then, of course, now you're just kind of selling us on your program in your school. I guess that's the thing. Like it does. It falls right in line with your personality, which is great. And it's awesome. And it, it's just a natural. It doesn't appear to be fake or anything else. I just I guess I don't understand some of the guys that are in your profession who aren't into it, not realizing that actually is the job. It is. And listen, I it, we're all different. But for me, this is just who I am. But like last night. The Hartford Healthcare CEO invited me over, and one of the guys that's you know a power broker. Sunday night, you feel like I, I'm doing it. Let's go. We got to sell the. Yeah. We can't stop. We'll rest when this run is over, but we got to keep on elevating season tickets. And I think Doug, it speaks to something that in our business will be changing. If you can't fundraise, if you can, at jobs like Hartford, not at the <laughs> high level, but jobs like Hartford. One third of the job is marketing and fundraising. It is. Yeah, it's Hartford's interesting. And again, I want to go into your, your whole personal story, but it could fall in line with one of those jobs where because UConn, and I think Danny's got UConn on a path to being back because UConn is, you know, like the, the Ryan Gomes story famously, right? Like when UConn's really UConn, 
they don't really recruit. They don't have to recruit that much in state. And there are some players there. And you know what, what happens is some of the local, the preps, you have prep schools up the road, right? You got New York city down the road. You got, you know, you have uh, upstate New York where guys kind of get, get, get missed uh, because people fall in love with the, the higher level schools or higher level athletes and stuff. Like you kind of could be in a, a cool little window there, but I guess the question is, how come no one's been able to do it at Hartford? Is it fundraising? Is it what, 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 what was it? Cause I, yeah, I know others fat- that have been in your position that haven't been able to do it. And there were great coaches. So it, yeah. it's fascinating. Here, here's a couple things. We have a thing called hashtag the neighborhood. So we just got everybody in the community involved. And, and that was about four years ago. I said, you got to go it, over. Have you been to the Puerto Rican league? I have not, but I know everybody oh. there, Manny. I know Manning. I know Bro, all the guys. Listen, I played in it. It's actually not, it's actually pretty good hoop. And I, I was on a team a couple, couple years when I was at ESPN and you go in there and like, there's a lot of guys that played and you know, there'll be a couple fights, whatever. And there's people are cooking outside, whatever. And you go into the gym and I got to remember what, what gym it is. I'll send a text while we're doing this, but yeah, it's like this Harper's got a little, it, it definitely has a, a an infatuation for basketball. It is a basketball hotbed. And here's the thing. They really like UConn. And the, yeah. and look, I root for UConn, but it's the state school. Like, when we got this role going, um, you know, my best friend in town is the is a Puerto Rican firefighter named Jason Diaz, and he's the union boss. All the firefighters are, like, it. it is a hotbed for basketball. We just haven't knocked on the door and said, hey, we're, we're available for you. And I think we did that the last couple of years and attendance has really improved. And the energy around the program is finally here that it's like, I, I don't think we like, like what Porter did. Obviously Porter is one of my best friends, but Porter's like five years in, we're on a trip to Greece. And he's like, you know what? We don't get anybody into my games. Five years later, they're sold out. Right. They're sold out. If you win and you connect with the right people in the, the area, it, you can it can happen anywhere. I really believe that. I I, I, agree, I agree too. It's like there's it's the old it's the old. There's no such thing as a bad job, right? Like there are jobs that have different challenges, and but there's I remember you know we I had on, um, uh, God, what's his name? We uh, I'm broken here. We better edit this out. Uh, what's say from I'm, I'm blank uh, from Southern Utah. Uh, uh, Is it BYU and, now or no? Todd, no, Todd Simon. Todd Simon. Yeah. We just had him on from Southern Utah. Okay. And when the Southern Utah job was open, there was a couple of guys connected to the AD that I know they called me. And they're like, hey, we need some, need, need a list, need some guys. And so I called, I was like, well, before I give you a list, let me call a couple people and see if they're interested, you know? And I called a couple of dudes that were like, Pac-12 assistants like, nah, I can't win there. Can't win there. And then Todd's like, dude, like it's challenging, but it's a beautiful arena. They love basketball. He's done a great build, job. I get to build it from scratch. He's Four done a great later, job. He won the league. He's a great coach. He's done a great job. And look, I, I think where I'm at and why we've done it is like we flipped the script on like the four best years in the school history have happened. And we finally solved sort of the like we played Vermont tough and look John Becker's won five championships I said it all week Ryan Odom and John Becker are two of the best coaches in the country 
you have to really figure it out. And we have a formula now. And, you know, Seth Greenberg helped me with it. I'm not going to lie to you. Seth, Seth, four years ago was like, John, you got to get old and stay old. So we take, we take transfer, we take a couple transfers every year. And then you just keep your program with the culture involved. And those kids end up loving it. Yeah. You know, the thing that sucks about those two that you mentioned is they won't leave. Right? Like I had Ryan on, right? Most guys at that level, they go like, that's as good as it gets. And part of the problem with Becker is he's got a great boss and he's got an unbelievable town to live in and they got it rolling and now they have a new place, right? He's like, well, I don't need to, what, what do I need to leave for? Like, so I get my ass kicked in a bigger league in a, in a worse city to live in. And, right? he's and then really- Ryan, Ryan, you know, Ryan has the ultimate upset. He's like, nah, I'll do it back. So they won the league this year. Most, the reason that there's not consistency at your level is most guys win. They're like, get me out of here. First, first spot. That's what makes yours more challenging. Okay. So you mentioned playing for Phil Martelli. How good were you in high school? I was uh, all, all like third team, all Catholic in the really hard league, Philadelphia Catholic league. I was a good high school player. I was not a good college player. And I figured it out that I wanted a coach. So I just said, let me dive into this. That's why you went to play for Phil? Yep. And I dove oh, yeah. into so, it. So, 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 okay, what high school in Philly? Cardinal O'Hare. Is that where Fran went? Fran McCaffrey? No, no, Fran, Fran went to uh, LaSalle. So okay. Fran was on the, the same year as Joe Mahalik. Joe was a little older than him. Okay, so um, who are the – your year, it's about my time, right? So who it would have been the- Don, Donnie Carr, Kobe Bryant, Yah Davis. Uh, now, Kobe was in – So Kobe's the year Marion. after me. Kobe's year after me. Yep. Yeah, I was in 95. 94, tell me if you remember, there's a Philly point guard. He went by red. He had like a black guy, black guy with red hair. Great guy. Red Smith from Gratz. Good good buddy. He kicked my ass. Okay. Yo, this is true, the true. He's really, true, true. He was really good. Oh, well, I didn't know that. Okay. So I went to, <laughs> I went to, uh, to uh, ABCD. Um, so my going to my sophomore year was at UC Irvine by me. And Sonny's like, he ain't ready for that, you know. And then going to my junior year, like I was pretty good. And I went and we had a squad and then my dad coach and we we lost in the finals in Ypsilanti. But I remember it was like, and I was just telling my son about this, where um he's like, Dad, have you ever just gotten just, you know, where you just got worked in a game? And I was like, you know what? I'll tell you one time, it absolutely happened. It was like ABCD camp, Ypsilanti, Michigan. It was like a maybe like the third morning we played the Philly team and red was like the back, maybe the backup point guard with the way it worked was there were like five minute quarters, whatever. There was a coach's quarter and you just played to win the coach's quarter. Right. So there's two halves and you split the time. I mean, he just kicked my ass. It just, he was better than me. Well, just he was nothing. on a team. He was on a team with Rashid Wallace. Yes. Uh, that high school team was so good. Yeah. So good. I mean, but I couldn't, I like, I just, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't remember a lot about that camp. And I'm like one of these, I know, stupid, like plays we yep. ran and all this other stuff. That ass whooping is definitely embedded in my memories. You can tell him like Gottlieb remembers when you kicked his ass and it was, I will text him. I it was one of, him. it was, it was one of those, God, I hope nobody was watching that one because I was just not good. And, and then you're like, you're almost shell shocked in your next game you're, because there's no real carryover. Cause you know, you got like four courts going and nobody's paying attention. But for me, emotionally, it was like, God, I just, let me just pass the ball and not do something stupid. And hopefully this guy doesn't abuse me like that last guy did, but he yeah. kicked my ass. 
And so like the next year we were at fairly Dickinson was where the, the, yep. the camp was. And I remember getting like getting ready for the Philly team. And I was like, did that guy graduate? Oh, phew, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> he, he kicked my, okay. So, so you're at Cardinal. Who, who else? Did you yeah, have anybody? Yeah, my high school ever? coach, my high school coach, really famous high school coach, Bud Gardler. He coached Gino Ariama. He coached Gino Ariama, Steve Donahue. Phil Martelli was his JV coach in the 70s. Wow. Wow. So this guy, like I saw Coach Patino uh in the hallway. Iona, so how the bubble went, he, everybody had a room. So across from me was Michigan State. Diagonal was Oklahoma. Next to us was Iona. So Patino, I didn't see him. He came around he, and he goes, You know, you got Izzo, and you're like, and I got <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Dope. But I'm standing outside, like waiting for our, you know, the, the rest of our food to come in. And Patino comes over and he gives me a hug, and he's like, "Bug Gardler's looking down and have like, he he was so excited." And that, if there's one thing that took me back was like how many guys came up to me, Bill Self, Mick Cronin, Mark Few, guys that I've known for 20 years, guys that have seen me work, and to just, you know, grind it. And you just finally get to the fountain to drink a sip. Yeah, they were excited for for the pro our program, which I think I I, I was kind of like in shock about. I, you shouldn't be. I mean, I I don't. It's like you're one of those guys that no one ever has a bad word to say about. So I don't. I, it's not. And I, I do think that there's 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 not enough. Like I don't think the NABC does enough, especially for you know, assistant coaches that lose their jobs, you know, the head coaches get a buyout the assistant coaches, you know, get a pink slip. Right. Um, but, but I do think that there is a brotherhood and a camaraderie. It is a, it's a tough ass job. Right. And, and it's always interesting to me on how people in my profession at times will say, well, you know, all these guys are millionaires and they don't care about the kids. Like, what are you talking about? Like, have you ever, you have any idea what the set you've been doing this for 20 years, you know, you're not killing it financially. And by the way, it's all about the kids. Cause if you can't get the kids to buy in, you, you got no, you got no chance to win. It's it's crazy that the disconnect between the narrative of what you do and the reality of what you do. It, it just, you're one of the few that understands it. And the disconnect is like people live in, think we live in an, like the reality is I got four kids and like Seth Greenberg says it like, it doesn't, it's not what reality is. We don't yes. become filthy rich doing this. We yes. don't. And we do it because we actually love it. We actually, like I have a saying when I first started here is, look, I don't know how many titles we're going to win, but I'm going to have two tables at your wedding because we're going to have a great relationship. And you're going to be, be a part of a neighborhood feel. And the amount of people, like think about this, during COVID, we had 350 and change Hartford fans and former players drive or fly into Indianapolis where you, if you were at the game, like Dane O'Neill even said. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 
$1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. In one of her pieces, like, you felt the energy of... And that, that 350 is like what Hartford used to get for a home game. Correct. Yes. And we had that at an NCAA tournament game. During COVID. And that's why I think 
you know, the, the neighborhood feel, uh, you know, we can really capitalize on it because, and I said this, like UConn has to be good. It helps our state. It helps basketball fans get excited about basketball. We need Danny that win. And you know what? He's going to win. He'll have that program in the top 10 because he's relentless and he is relentless, yeah. but it has no effect on Hartford. We yeah. could still do, we could still do it. We're, we're basically, we could both be good. Fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm printing nonstop through the holidays, right? You got cards, gift tags, lists, cookie receipts, mostly cookie receipts. Plus you got travel docs as well. You know, you got to get those reimbursements and nothing will ruin the fun like good old fashioned cartridge conniption. That's when your printer's pricey ink cartridges run out of ink at the worst possible time. And you can't help but lose it a little or a lot. It's frustrating, but all ball community. You know what we do around here. We bring you tech solutions. And the Epson EcoTank cartridge-free printer is a great solution. Epson EcoTank uses big ink tanks and comes with a ridiculous amount of ink. Go ahead. Add some people to your holiday card list. No more running out of magenta when you're trying to make the season merry. No more having to apologize to your house guests after having a total cartridge conniption. With Epson EcoTank, kiss expensive cartridges goodbye. You can just fill and chill. Who doesn't want some more chill around the holidays? Epsom EcoTank. Learn more at epson.com slash allballwithdoug. Beverage Sportsbook wants to invite you to discover the complete sports betting experience. The foundation of that experience is a massive number of betting options on nearly every regulated sporting event around the world. Add on top of that live streaming of sports every day. There's almost always a live match to watch on Beverage Sportsbook right in your phone. Bet Rivers features top-tier customer service. Ready to answer your questions anytime, day or night. Plus, they have this unique rush pay system, and Bet Rivers Sportsbook can authorize most withdrawal requests instantly. Customer satisfaction is always their number one priority, and Bet Rivers will match your first deposit up to $250. Now, unlike some other sportsbooks, Bet Rivers only requires a one time pay through to turn bonuses into cash, so you're going to experience a difference. Just go to betrivers.com, you'll see it for yourself. You must be 21. You must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. You got a gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Remember, Bet Rivers Sportsbook. It's the place. Just go to BetRivers, B-E-T-R-I-V-E-R-S dot com. Hey, All Ball community, uh, listen up. Two of three men experience some form of hair loss by the time you're 35. And it's one of those deals where you're like, what do I do? How do I avoid this thing? Is it smart? Don't be a statistic. If you're a little bald or a lot bald, fix it in a simple, stress-free way. Try Keeps. K-E-E-P-S. What you do is a virtual doctor consult at keeps.com. And then the medications are delivered straight to your door. It's low cost with treatment starting at just 10 bucks a month for FDA approved medications and they can prevent hair loss. Keeps is more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. And don't walk around with pattern baldness. We all know it's not cool. It just doesn't feel right. Prevention is in fact the key. So if you're ready to stop messing around, right? You got a new year, a new energy towards fixing the little things like hair loss, you want to prevent hair loss, go to K-E-E-P-S dot com slash all ball. You get your first month of treatment free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com, keeps dot com slash all ball. So you decided to go to St. Joe's. Yep. What do you remember? What was Phil Martelli like to play for when you first get there? You're a freshman, okay? And you get there, what, what was he like? 
Well, the most shell-shocking thing for me was the two-a-days. And when we had two-a-days back then, and I'll never forget coming out of the locker room the first time or the, coming into the locker room, I just laid on the floor after the second two-a-day, you know, going six hours. And I think what, what it made me realize is the amount of effort you need to be a, even a – I don't care who you to be a Division One player. The effort, the the, I mean, everybody thinks they play hard. Everybody thinks you like. Look, I my high school coach was he became a great junior college coach. Andy Brown. He won a couple state championships, and he played like he gets it. And but you think you work hard. Then you get to college. My first two days, Fran was from McCaffrey was an assistant. We're at Notre Dame. Yep. And I remember we're getting ready for practice, and they bring in these trash cans. Into the showers. Yep. I was like, uh, why are trash cans in the showers? Like for the ice. What's the ice for? They're like, bro, you're going to need to get in that ice bucket. I was like, what do you mean? Just trust us. You're going to have to get in that ice bucket. And so we get done with practice and the, the, the vets would get in there and they'd hold their nuts and they, they'd step in there, you know, yep. and they'd get in the, they'd get in, they'd stay in for, you know, 10, 15 minutes and they'd hop out. And I was like, you know, like, I'm, I'm good. I'm fine. Like it was just a practice. Then you come back that night and you go again. And now you look at the ice bucket, you're like, eh, maybe. Then the next day, morning, you wake up, you're like, oh my God, I'm so sore. I I, I can't walk. Uh, you know? That's, you got dudes that, that cramp up and they they can't, they got to get an IV. It, 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 it was a shocker for me. So that, that level of effort that you need. And then the second thing for him is his unconditional love for his players. And, like he just he just he, he has your back at all times and uh, you know he the reason people really love playing for him is he he has great empathy and he can put himself in your shoes and he can motivate and he's got a good plan and the plan's detailed and it's thorough and he and he knows how to but the feeling he gets that he can conjure up to you for you to play for him Okay, so this is this is late nineties. Yep. Uh, Nova's got it rolling. Not yet. Right? Um. Yeah. No. I mean, no. Well, no. Nova had Nova. The, the I always say this. Nova. If they don't lose the old Dominion game. Yeah. Steve Lapis is still the coach at Nova. Agree. Like I played against that team. Okay, that team was loaded. Kerry Kittle. Kerry Kittles. They had Chuck Corning. They had they had play. Alvin Lawson, e- they had Ebers. Ebers okay. was the shooter. Lawson. And then they had Alvin Williams. So we play him. I think I told the story in the pod before. We play him on January 2nd at the, at the pavilion. And Fran's doing the scout. And he's like, look, here's what we're going to do. We're going to, Doug, you're going to, you know, no splits. You're going to help off of Alvin Williams. Ball goes down to Cornegay in the post. You double. Ball goes to Lawson. You double. Okay. Kittles gets on the wing. You go and you're all automatically, you're at the elbows and help. And I'm like, cool. I got it. Ebers gets it run over there and be an extra body. Okay. Basically yep. kind of like one man zone. Like, and all of a sudden like Alvin Williams, like whap, 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 whap. And we get to the first TV timeout and he's got 11. I said, Fran, can we change this shit up? This guy's about to give me 80. Okay. <laughs> he's like, you want to leave those guys on island? I go, I don't want to give up 80. Yeah, I'm guarding. That team was really, really good. And they had John Celestan off the bench. He was a first round pick was a stud point guard. Really good, overrated, but nonetheless. Anyway, 
um but so they and then what i guess after he after that they took a little bit dip before they got it going again yeah they they took a little dip and then steve coach lapis went to umass and then jay came in okay so but but okay so i'm i'm lining up you're at st joe's temple is rolling then i rolling. remember play, rolling. rolling okay pen is rolling rolling okay um don't recall anything else about LaSalle at that time. Well, they LaSalle had Rasul Butler, and he was a one-man show at that time in college. And um, uh, and then there's uh, Drexel, which we don't talk about, right? People like pretend like it doesn't exist. Like, oh, Drexel exists. Like, nah, it's not in the it's in the city series, but not the big five. They well, screwed. the one the one thing what, Drexel was being talked about when Malik Rose was there. That's true. It's a good. It's a good point. And I so, like. I fell in love with LaSalle back when they had when Speedy was the coach. And what was the little uh, point guard that got drafted by the Clippers? Uh, they had um, Randy Woods. Randy Woods, who bad pro, but great college player. Great college player. Great college player. Okay. But before, before my game, this is really funny. I was texting back and forth with Lionel Simmons, the L train. L train. Yeah. He was my favorite college player. So I sent him a message before, you know, like the night before the game, just saying, hey, listen, I, I, I'm, I'm friends with them. So I said, I just want you to know I'm here because of you. My, I dreamt about, he was my hero as a kid. And I'm now I'm doing something that nobody ever thought we could do at Hartford. And I go, I think back to my childhood that night. I sent him a message. He sent me the nicest message. He sent me the nicest message back. Like really, really touching message. And the train, I mean, he, he was as good as a college player. As no, he was a bucket. He was a oh. bucket. He was a bucket. And look, I mean, look, and here's the, here's where the Philly thing. Like I, I was, you know, 31 years ago, Hank Gathers died, oh. you know, and I saw him, I saw him play a pickup game at Cal state Northridge. The pump brothers it was like their first camp. And they had like, Hey, it's like a sleepaway camp. And it, you know, the pump brothers, you know, they're such bullshit artists. They, it, I mean, I love them, but, but, Basically, there was like 20 of us, and I was from like an hour and a half away. So they put us up at the Cal State North Ridge dorms, even though the, the, the camp was like at Campbell Hall High School. Anyway, so we go and watch the counselors play at night, and Hank Gathers is playing. And I'd never, even though I was in Southern California, I didn't know who Hank Gathers was. Because I, I saw him play a little bit at USC, but not a lot. And, and Bo at USC, they were bad that year. Um, I just remember walking away from the gym going, that's the most athletic big guy I've ever seen in my life. Like he just ran and jumped and he was faster, stronger than everybody. And then he died. And I was, I was at the game when they beat New Mexico state and uh, Bo shot the ball first free throw left hand and it made it. Yeah. Right? So there's all kinds of like little Philly connection. Okay. So you're, so how good were you guys at St. Joe's when you were there? Well, we lost in a sweet 16 in Kentucky. We beat, so we were the Atlantic 10 champion. Boston college was the big East champion. And we beat them in the second round. Uh, Donye Abrams, that was that BC team, Scooney Penn. Sure. And we beat them in the second round in Salt Lake City. Um, and then we advanced to the to this Sweet 16, and we lost to Ron Mercer, Derek Anderson, uh, runner-up for the national title. That was the year uh, Kentucky lost. in 95-96? 96-97. Okay, that was when they lost to Miles. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, was, I set out that year. So that was, and that was your freshman year? That was my fresh first year. Yep. What was that like? It was, I thought this is easy. We'll be back every year. Like I had zero idea 
on how hard this is. Zero. And, you know, it was a grind and I, I've learned so much about it, but I reflect on that team. And the reality is, and it stays true today, is in March, if you can't defend, you can't win. You have to be able to defend. And these games are, I don't care who it is, these games are playing out that way. Yeah, I mean, we saw Iowa earlier today. That was that was that was not good. That was not good. And I'm look. I'm friends. One of my guys. The reality yeah. is, even look if you look at the Loyola team yesterday with Illinois, they were the best defensive team in like. It was a, what what they were able to do was really remarkable. I was, and I, I like Brad a lot. I was a little disappointed in terms of the they didn't adjust. They just kind of did what they do, right? When somebody's switching, I always thought when somebody's switching, you got a back cut, you got a curl, and on ball screens, you got a screen and rescreen, right? Um, and then, and and as college basketball has become, when you come off these ball screens, a lot of people just load up to the ball. Like you got to skip that, skip that ball. They didn't throw one skip pass the entire game. The, the other, the other thing is like we we I'm on these zooms with Porter and Steve Dunnyu and David Patrick and Jeff Van Gundy and the Mahalics and and all of us are on. And Porter did a, did a three-hour segment on the icing the ball screens, right? And I don't ice. So I've really thought about it. We had these debates about it. And when he said, like, I, in my mind, I'm thinking, man, he's not – he has a thing called uh, ice to the picked-up dribbler. You don't leave until the ball's picked up. So, like, they wouldn't leave. And – what happens is, is if you can't put them in rotations, like a big Rick Majerus line is, and Porter says it all the time, the team that can start the domino, that meaning start the chasing, yeah. is going to win. The team that can never get into a domino, you're gonna you're gonna choke them out. And Illinois just couldn't never start the domino, and that's it. Like Porter, and I'm not just uh, he's such an elite basketball coach, elite that. His terminology and the way he teaches it is on another level. And like, I'm sitting here and I'm reviewing my notes. How do we get to that next level? That's how hungry we are. And people are saying I should be enjoying it. I'm trying to figure out next year on how we get better. And that's the drive. That's the that's the drive you have. So you get done playing, right? And this is nah, 2000. Yep. Right. You get done 2000. So 2000, again, Temple's really good. I know they were supposed to play us in the tournament. How good were you guys your senior year? Uh, at at St. The, the year, I, not very good. We, we, were, we were a year away from Jameer showing up. Did, did you guys know? Did, did people know, like, how good that crew was? Jameer, I, I don't think so. I mean, when Jameer came, I was gone. I, was, I became an assistant at LaSalle. Oh, yeah. Uh, but he – I mean, his the first day he got to St. Joe's, they knew, they knew. So okay, so you get done. What what was the decision like to to decide you want to become a coach? I, I knew right away that's what I wanted to do. I had no interest in going into. You know. So did so did but but Phil didn't offer you a spot like hey you should stay. He wanted here. me to wait. He wanted me to wait, and Speedy offered me a job, so I had no choice. I I was a third assistant. In the Atlantic 10 at 22, what are you going to do? Um, LaSalle, now, I've been to LaSalle. That's a tough job to recruit to, right? That's There's not much facility. The campus 
in comparison to the other the other Philly schools, those campuses are outstanding. It's not like it's a terrible campus, but it's not it's not comparable to the Novas. It's not Penn, obviously. Uh, I mean, Temple, obviously, like, good luck not getting shot. But <laughs> what was so you're 22. How'd you learn how to do the deal? Well, like guys took me under their wing. I mean, I said this the other day, like Fran Dumphy and Steve Donahue and uh, Speedy, Joe Mahalik, all these guys really just, they, 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 they made me, I didn't, I didn't get here because of myself. They sort of schooled me on how Philadelphia basketball works. And Phil Martelli has a great line. I think it's really true. You could talk bad about people in Philly if you're from Philly. But if you talk bad, if someone from Philly talks bad to you about them, yeah, you don't like that. <laughs> and that's Philadelphia basketball. Like, if you want to, if somebody from Philly wants to say something bad about me, that's fine. But if you leave the city and somebody says something bad about you, you protect him. And that is true, 100% true on Philly basketball. No one takes a shot at a guy that, that is in his city. They protect each other. It is a brotherhood and it's crazy, but like you might have a problem with somebody, but you never talk about it with somebody outside the city. All right. So you're at, 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 at uh, LaSalle. How good were you yep. guys? We were my, we started seven and oh one year and Donnie Carr, who's the best player on our team goes down and he zit. And the thing I learned there and this is really important, is like the administration didn't want Speedy around anymore. This is 20 years ago. And if they don't want you around, they could figure, they could figure a way to make enough roadblocks for you. And, and look, it, it wasn't the – it's like at that time, the, these jobs became about infrastructure. And, you know – I was sitting in an AAU game once and Kelvin Sampson had a great line about five years ago to me. He said, John, good coaches can make good teams, but administrators win championships. They determine if you, we win championships. And he meant like they, if they support you and give you infrastructure, oh. that if they put up roadblocks, you end up spending a lot of time on non-basketball things. And I thought Speedy, the last two years, we did that. Um, who was at Lafayette when you went there? Fran O'Hanlon, still there. Right. The genius. The best mas offensive basketball mind I've ever been around. What What about him? What, what, what about him makes him such a good offensive coach? So if like Porter, if, you, if they did what him did yesterday, he would have never set a ball screen the whole game. He would have never set a ball screen the whole game. He would have ran a guy up and slipped him to the other. I don't care how big he was. He would have he would have created a gap that would have been so big. He he was a big guy on if they're gonna do something creative with just don't set it and sprint right. through and get space. And when when you overthink it, like he he was 20 years ago, he was doing dribble handoff, throwback, drive it. His offensive mind, even to today, is fascinating. Come out of a timeout and a team plays zoner man. He would have a play that worked against zone and man. Doesn't matter. Run it. He was he was a very deep thinker. Um, this is this is away from the chronological order. I like to do, but have you been 
in a situation like Brad was in where, cause I'm sure they came in and look, you only got a day to prep. And I actually think it's harder to be the one seed in that case, not just because, you know, you're Illinois and you're looking at Loyola, Chicago, I don't care. They went to the final four. Those dudes are like, we just kicked everybody's ass in the big 10, you know, like they're, they're still kids. Yep. But you don't know who you're prepping for. So each is two assi- assistants taking all the tape. Right. And then you yep. watch them play. You're like, all right, we got Loyola. You know, you got one day to prepare for a great coach and a program is totally locked in. They know who they are. That's hard to do. But have you ever been in one of those situations where, like, it just felt like it got away from him and he tried a couple of things? I don't – and, again, I want to make sure this is really, really clear. Look, he's a very good coach. He should have got the K-State job when he was assistant there. He takes the Stephen F. Austin job, they win. Takes the Oklahoma State job, they win. Takes the Illinois job, they win. The dude can coach, but really anybody has yep. everybody, anybody's ever coached. You have a day where it, it gets away from you and it gets away from you really, really quick. Okay. So first there's a series of questions here. Have you had a game like that where the plan you thought you had for what you knew the other team was going to do just wasn't working? Have you had one of those? Yeah. Third year here, UMBC first round. They, they weren't very good. We were really good. It was our, we were 17 and 12 at the time, and that's really good for Hartford. Right. And uh, we came out. And we lost in the first round. I can still tell you. I. So what they do? What they do to screw you up? They switched uh, one through four, and the five man just dropped. And uh, sounds, sounds kind of like what we saw yesterday. Yeah. And what happens is you end up. We were up. We actually was different. We were up in the game, and um, we got tight. Was it was it pools gold? Were you up? Because sometimes you can throw a couple in, and you're like, you know, this will be all right anyway. But really, it, they weren't weren't the best shots, and so sometimes you're winning, but you're not. You, you kind of in your back of your mind, you're like this might not work long term. I mean, when you're, it was it was it screwing you up the whole game? Were you chasing it and trying to figure it out? Were you chasing lineups? What were you trying to do? We were chasing lineups. I moved too many guys and, you know, I, we should have just, it, it was, should have been an easier game than it was. And I, I oversimplified it. And here's one way that I think like the reality is Brad in that game, I don't think Porter's offense is getting enough credit. Like, yes. Like people are talking about the defense, the offense controlled the game from the pick and roll, the handoffs, the rim, I mean, they and Crutwig, you run into a team, and it's nothing to do with Brad. I've, I'm just telling you, that's a hundred games that kid's played for Porter Moser. Yeah, when that kid catches it at the elbow, he, literally Porter Moser's in his mind. So it's it's just different. I mean, Porter Porter can really that I they could win it all this year. They really could. I actually believe you're. I I believe you're right. I don't I don't think they can beat Gonzaga, but I it's not crazy. Just so here, here's so my good. thing, and I, I'm going to go through this with you. Get, the reason they can beat Gonzaga, and I love Fuey, and Fuey checks in on me. When I was down and out, Fuey was checking in on me. Like, why is he checking on the Hartford guy? Because he's a good person. Yeah. He's an amazing guy. He's he's texting me, the Whalers win, the Whalers win. I mean, he, he, he loves checking in on guys. that He's just a coach's coach, Fuey. Right. The only Every- reason... And I'm not saying it is because I do think Gonzaga wins it, but I think Porter has a shot 
because they resemble the really good St. Mary's teams. But they're, 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 they they don't, they're the slowest pace in the country. They're not going to let Gonzaga beat him by 20. No one's beaten him by 20. Now, the flip side of it is Porter's not going to beat you by 20 in a game, in these games. Like the final score yesterday was 71 58. It felt bigger it than felt like 50. Felt that's like 50. what I'm saying. It felt like 50. Well, you, okay, you know, so let's 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 have the coaching discussion since it's obvious like we neither of us give a shit. Okay. So yeah. here's the deal. So Brad's deal, and he's vastly on this because when he got to Oklahoma State, you know, he played like he did at 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 Stephen F where they were up a uh, way up the line, way, way, way up the line. And you know, just and and c- completely overpressuring you. And they got into the Big 12, and that shit didn't work. Right? Everybody just spread them out and get angles. And, you know, find the weak link and drive the weak link and they got anything they want. And so he actually changed midseason to running some pack line. And yeah. then you go back to last year at Illinois, he went from way up the line to it wasn't necessarily pack line, but it was a little bit more help oriented. This year, because they had the big fella, they left him and he just sank, right? He just one man. And then everything else, they didn't really help. Like they didn't really help. They just pressured. And got India, and they didn't really help. I, and you're you're right. It, they, it, I haven't heard anybody say, "Hey, Porter Mosier, look what they're doing with handoffs. Look how they're using Kurtwig." And they basically put poor Kofi Coburn in two on ones, right, where he's backpedaling, and you got Kurtwig one side or in ISOs. And even like even if he misses, it doesn't really matter because the big kid can't foul, and he's trying to block shots, and you get offensive rebounds and putbacks. So I guess the first thing is like, I, I do wonder, some coaches have this, this is who we are, these are our rules, and this is how we play. But what about when it's clearly not working and the other guy knows what you're doing and has kind of the answers to what you're doing? You have two options. The big kid, he's got to come out and guard the elbow harder. Okay, yeah, yeah. And the reality is Brad knows his personnel better than me. I, I'm not debating that. What I, All I'm saying is, Brad is like what Brad has done in his time in Illinois. I I flew with Brad down to San Antonio when Porter was playing. Uh, you know when Loyola was in the San, Final Four, we had a two hour conversation. He's an elite coach. What right. happens? What happens in that time? Just saying, Porter's team is so connected and so like they that's a those two guys for 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 Porter Crutwig. And the defender uh, Williamson, yeah. I mean, they played a hundred college games together. That's would, would, would you have gone? I I wondered. Would you have gone small? Like he does have the personnel. He hasn't done it, and he so, did at the end of the game, 60, but it's too late. So, like I I just 30, 60, this is a little bit like I had a conversation with him after they lost UMBC, huh? and his thing was you know like, I mean I lost my best player, and I said. Yeah, but, but Tony, like, you knew you were going to win 30 games with that team. Why not take a look early in the season at what's it look like if we don't have him? What's it look like if we go small? What's it look like, you know, like, play a little, play a little left-handed. Okay, maybe you lose a game in December you shouldn't lose. But then you win one in March. In that game, though, how hard is that when you've done something and you've been successful? And Brad's been incredibly successful. And you're 30 games into a season. And now all of a sudden, all the stuff you've done and worked on, that shit ain't working. Like, how hard is that to go like, let's go small and do it in the first half when you feel like you might have a problem that, that you have to solve in the second half. 
and you can't really go take a look at it in the second half when you're down 10 points. It's really hard because the big kid was so crook. If you do that, Porter has a package where he just puts the kid on the block and then he's just going to go to work on those kids. And I, I, I know it's, you've got to try everything, but I, I think, I think you just end up like at some point you have to tip your hat and just say, you know what? The Rambler, I, I know as a coach, you can't at the game. Yeah. That game you got me, right? You got me. Yeah. I mean, like Porter is at the point now in his career where he's got it so dialed in with his culture and his program. It is Rick Majerus. And it's, it's, it has so many qualities of a Majerus, like, and now it's Porter's like way, but like Porter and I've talked about it. And this, like the little sayings that Porter has are just fascinating. And I steal a lot of it. Yeah. Rebound no, down. I mean, that, why, why wouldn't you? Yeah. So, Sparks the domino. At, I mean, so you're at Lafayette. Why'd you leave and go to Hartford as an assistant? Because Dan Leibowitz was one of my best friends, still is. And he said, come on up. Let's go try to build this together. And in our second year, we got to the finals. And I was just, I was really excited about being up here in Hartford. I was here two years. And then Penn called to be assistant at Penn. And I, I had to go back home. And it just worked out that after two years at Penn, this job opened. And well, I went with Steve Donahue for 14 days. The BC for 14. And uh, then this job opened and I, I took it and I've been here ever since. How'd you get the job? You know what? They called me and they said, look, you ran the offense. We want to talk to you about both sides of the ball. And I'll never forget. I called Dan. I said, Dan, are you okay with this? He said, sure. And we're still really close. I mean, it was, and I, I thanked him. The first person I thanked on ESPN was Dan Leibowitz after the game. And I, I, you know, I, it just came out of me. And Dan is a part of this program. A lot of Dan's philosophies are, are a part of this. And the turnover thing is so big in our program. It's so big with Dan. Um, that turnover margin is, it gives you chances to win when you don't play well. Um, how'd you, how'd you make it happen? Like, how do you, you, you get to a place and look, Dan, the reason he left was he, he didn't feel like he had the backing of the administration. He didn't feel like there was a, a light at the end of that tunnel. And he's a pretty positive dude, right? He and is. so, so how'd you go about building it? Now it's your first, but you never had a head coach before. So, but you've been a part of these other programs. How'd you go about building? It, it became my first two years. Just, you think, you know, but you don't, you get scarred up and I got scarred up pretty good. And then your third and fourth year, we had. Really give me good. one. Give me one example. My first team should have won more games. If you look at the first, we we lost games at the Bowser. We, I was, I was a, I was just an okay ATO coach. I think I'm. You look at the okay. numbers. We're pretty good at it. Out of timeouts, you have to be a good out of timeout coach to be a good college coach. Totally you agree. have to be. You Three cannot points. not be good. Okay, and it goes for both sides of the ball, like. Are you going to – how are you going to – you can't allow someone to come out of a timeout and score on you. If you see somebody score on a side of a timeout, I get I get violently mad at myself. Do you switch – do you change defenses? Yes. Beat me somehow. Speak, do something else other yeah. than what you drew up. Yeah. 
No, it's do something else. It's, it's really, it's, it's, uh, I don't know if you, you know the story. I, I told the story, I think with Ryan Odom was on the pod two weeks ago. And Franny told, Fran McCaffrey told me the story. He said, uh, said he's playing for Cal Tacey, Wake Forest. They're playing against Lefty Drizel at Maryland. Four seconds to go in the game. And they got the ball underneath, their own bucket. Down one, chance to score. So they call a timeout. They come over, and Tasty's an assistant, and uh, and Dave Odom was one of the assistants. And they're like arguing over what to run. They run out of time. First buzzer sounds. He comes over. He's like, Brandy, put him in some. And he's a freshman point guard. So he like gathers them up and like, all right, we're running two, you right? So they get there and they they line up. And Lefty Giselle looks at their alignment, calls timeout, right, because he wanted to see what they're running, so he could set up his defense to him. And he's like, that was the moment that I knew I should coach. We got one great coach who can't even figure out what he wants to run. And the other guy is trying to wait to see what he wants to run and then calls another timeout to give the other guy a chance to draw something up. I got to get in on this business. It's amazing. Right? <laughs> so, but, but, the, but, but it is, it's, it, it's fascinating on how games are won and lost a couple possessions here or there. And yet for a long time, there wasn't, I don't think nearly as much attention to detail on those, you know, like it's no different than football with red zone and soccer with set pieces, like with basketball, like. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So 
Listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Those are... You can either score 10 points a game or zero, and that's the difference in winning and losing. Yeah, like the special situations are so paramount, and we work on them every day. It's like we call it special teams, where it's baseline out of bounds, sideline out of bounds, whatever it is. And Do, do you do end of game, end of game, end of clock? All the time. It feels, like, it feels like that's one thing, though, this tournament has exposed a little bit is there's a lot of – and I'm not a big fan of the call and the timeout to go and run an ISO or a high ball screen, like, would you, you could have done that in front of your own bench. But there are lots of times when guys come down and it doesn't feel like there's automatics for a lot of these teams that are, and they're really good coaches. It is, it, do you notice that? Or do you feel like, like, here's what I noticed about Villanova. I don't know if you, when, when Jay won it with his last segment, pitch back to Christian, I went back and looked and I think they ran that thing like 13 times during the season. And he played 40 games and he, that user lose a timeout. He would always call and they would, if they had 10 or less, they, that's what they were running. And they, yeah. they ran the big East tournament and guy, and I think Archie Diakno fell down, but the idea is like they had a plan and they had tried that plan in games. Whereas other guys, I think they get caught up in the game and in the moment and they don't have a, have a plan is so, so your special situations, do you run them all the time? You say, hold them in your back pocket. How do you choose when you're going to do it and how you're going to do it? Well, I, I think you, you have to work on them all the time. And I think it's sort of a feel on when you use them. But, like, what we stole from the NBA or, you know, I think NBA guys are so great at it. They have five or six things that they know they're going to no matter what in this spot. And the NBA is so elite at it. And, uh, you know, like – all right, who are we going? If you need one, five man to get a basket, four man, three man, two man, you have to have that. And it's got to be second nature to your team. It cannot be any thought. They have to know exactly what you're doing. And that's that's something I think in the NBA. Uh, and, I, and I do think 
like Steve Donahue's offensive mind, he has that down. Uh, and, and who he wants to get the ball to in a spot, in a situation, um, I think I, I think really uh, is an advantage. Who's the Who's the best coach that you haven't yet, not yet mentioned that you coach against? Maybe in your league that you're like, this guy's really really good. In our league, yeah. Bill Herring. I mean, Bill Herring in New Hampshire is just so good. It's so hard to play against. Uh, Pat Touquet at UMass Lowell, they're good. He his he had the he has the number one offense the last three years. Really, really good ball coach. And uh, you know, I, I, in our league, it's such a well coached league. Uh, you know, Gino Ford does a great job at Stony Brook. Uh, it's a it's it's a hard, hard, hard league. That's why. The back-to-backs this year brought a different dimension than I've never seen before because you're playing the same team with the same referees in 48 hours. It's a, it, it gets heated that last that second day. No question. Familiarity breeds that content. All right, yeah. last last thing. In five years, what's John Gallagher doing? Head coach of the University of Hartford in the neighborhood, selling the place out, hopefully multiple championships. And uh, the goal is here to be a long time. I'm not chasing anything. I'm not that I'm not that smart. You know what I'm saying? I, I love it here too much. All right. You're the best. I appreciate you're you joining best, me. Man. And uh, let's talk more as this tournament, because I'm learning more from listening to you about this tournament than I am watching myself. I appreciate uh, let's it. Te- let's text each other, because I'd love to stay on with you. All right. We'll do it. And See if Porter gets to the Final Four, we'll do a whole preview. Okay. I'm in. All right. we, let's do a whole preview of the, of the Sweet 16 matchup anyway. Let's do it. All right. All right, perfect. I love it. See you. Talk, See you. Talk soon. Bye. When was the last time you seriously considered your dream? Did something never thought you would do? How about live the van life in a totally customized Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van? You could tour the country, whatever you want to dream up. And we're talking about Mercedes-Benz van here. Expect innovative safety features like crosswind assist and blind spot assist. Expect performance and reliability with that MBUX voice command system. You're going to get five-star dealer network available with a gas engine. Now you could win your very own Mercedes-Benz Sprinter Mode 4x4. You enter the Dan Patrick Show Ultimate Camping Rig Sweepstakes. You go to danpatrick.com or foxsportsradio.com, and there you enter, get official rules for a chance to win this beautiful Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van. danpatrick.com or foxsportsradio.com, and you have to do so by February 2nd. Your dream is waiting for you. danpatrick.com, foxsportsradio.com. Some equipment described is optional. And we're live here outside the Perez family home just waiting for the... And there they go. Almost on time this morning. Mom is coming out the front door strong with a double-arm kid carry. Looks like Dad has the bags. Daughter is bringing up the rear. Oh, but the diaper bag wasn't closed. Diapers and toys are everywhere. Ooh, but mom has just nailed the perfect car seat buckle for the toddler. And now the eldest daughter, who looks to be about 9 or 10, has secured herself in the booster seat. Dad zips the bag closed, and they're off. Ah, but looks like mom doesn't realize her coffee cup is still on the roof of the car. And there it goes. Oh, that's a shame. That mug was a fam favorite. Don't sweat the small stuff. Just nail the big stuff. Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? 
our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. All right, thanks so much, John. That was amazing. Simply amazing. You laughed, you cried, you chuckled, you learned. It's great. Uh, if you like the pod, and I hope you do, download, subscribe, rate, write a review. That's good. And if you like my style and what I do, that's cool. The Doug Gottlieb Show is daily, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio or the iHeartRadio app, or you can down, you can also download the podcast wherever you download podcasts. It's, it's really that easy. In the meantime, thank you so much for listening. I'm Doug Gottlieb, and this is All Ball. Did you know Amazon provides ways of working that fit your lifestyle? They know you value your time outside of work, juggling family, school, friends, or other activities. That's why they offer a variety of shifts that work for you. There are full-time, part-time, and even temporary opportunities that can work with your schedule with great starting pay and sign-on bonuses. If you want a career that fits and adapts to your lifestyle, head to Amazon.com apply. Amazon is a proud equal opportunity employer. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.